so thanks very much for joining me, uh, John. So um, been a lot of discussion about the Christmas ads this year. I don't know, John Lewis, Marks yeah. and Spencer's, Iceland, which has been banned. Which which ones have you actually seen, and what's been your impression of it? Have you got a favourite so far? Well, I've uh, I've only seen the uh, John Lewis uh, ad and the Waitrose kind of spoof of it. So um, uh, I, I thought the John Lewis one was fantastic. I really did. I mean, the only if I'm going to be really really picky, which I am going to be about, is that. I thought what they did was brilliant, was that they tied the ad into a gift that you could go and buy. I'm not sure how many people go and buy pianos at Christmas, but I, I love the sentiment of it and the idea of it. And I think they've got back to doing the kind of big emotional idea uh, that, you know, a brand like John Lewis needs to do. And they've kept, they've kept their kind of... They, they, you know, you have to reward them for the courage with things not looking good they've stayed with trying to capture people's imagination. So I think that's brilliant. You don't think it's too smaltzy? You don't think people kind of know what they're going to expect now and it's sort of kind of people wearing a bit thin with this now? No, I think people love it. I, I think look at the conversation around it. I mean, you know, once again, it proves the power of broadcast. You know, I mean, we're all talking about the Christmas ads. We're not talking about, you know, a website somebody's created or something they've done on YouTube or something they've done you know, uh, with social media. We're talking about big, big broadcast ideas. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the, the counter-argument, I guess, is a lot of these, if you look at some of the retailers like House of Fraser and Debenhams, are obviously struggling, and there could be an argument, instead of, instead of, instead of brands spending thousands, if not millions, on advertising, it'd be better spending their money elsewhere, wouldn't they? Yeah, where's the elsewhere? If you haven't got a brand, what have you got? You haven't got anything, you know. That's and bricks and mortar. Well, you've got, but nobody walks into bricks and mortar. They walk into Harrods, or they walk into John Lewis, or they walk into a store that they admire. They want to be around. I mean, that's Marks and Spencer's problem. They're not a store anymore that people love. Okay. And what about the other ones you've seen? You've seen the Waitrose one, have you? You said. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was funny bouncing off the John Lewis one for obvious reasons because they're all part of the same group. It wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't as great as I thought it could have been. Um, but again, congratulations to them for the courage of doing something interesting and funny rather than just a list of products I could buy anywhere else. Okay. So we had uh, we spoke briefly to uh, Martin Sorrell yesterday and I asked him about you. I know you've not been overly complimentary. I think when asked about uh, Martin Sorrell's legacy, to advertising, you said he wouldn't have a legacy. So I put this to him yesterday, and he said uh, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Do you have a response to that? Well, I don't mind breaking glass. I think it's very important to break glass. You know, get out of that box. But you know, what Martin's failing to understand is that this industry, any creative industry, re remembers the creative people in it. They don't remember the financial people in it. And I said at the end of my comment about Martin. I mean, what he's done has been remarkable for his shareholders. But uh, what I said was, who remembers Marion Harper? Yes. And of course, there's a stunned silence when I say who remembers Marion Harper. But Marion Harper in the 1960s started the whole idea of agencies coming together as big groups. And in the 60s and early 70s, Marion Harper was even more famous than Martin Sorrell. But isn't that funny? You can remember David Ogilvy, you can remember Bill Birnbach, but nobody remembers Marion Harper. Well, there we go.
go. And, and finally, I don't know how much you're abreast of this. Do you know what's going on at uh, the advertising agency JWT at the moment? It's fighting claims that uh, it's um, discriminated against white, straight British men. So basically, a group of creatives uh, at JWT were made redundant, uh, citing comments made at a, um, this is following um, comments made at a Creative Equals conference by creative director Joe Wallace. Wallace said she was going to obliterate J- JWT's reputation as an agency full of white, British, and privileged straight men. And soon after, these men were made redundant. So, I mean, do you think the um, the industry has got a problem that it's got too many overprivileged uh, British, white, straight men? No, I think the problem it's got is it hasn't got enough good creative people. That's the biggest issue. Uh, what we need is more great creative people. I don't care whether they're white, black, blue, green, male, female, whatever. Uh, I think our, our industry needs to invest more in creative talent. And then finally, what are you up to at the moment? Are you still keeping busy? Or? I'm doing lots of fantastic things. I'm here at uh, Connect to talk about Whaler, uh, uh, an influencer agency that I'm chairman of, which is doing wonderful things. I'm uh, running a, uh, a partner in a, uh, an early stage investment company called The Garage, helping get young brands up off the ground with uh, seed capital and uh, branding advice. So, yeah, lots of things going on. Right, fantastic. Thank you very much, John. That's great. Pleasure, John. Right, thanks, Bye.